Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. The investigation they keep referring to in Mahaska County, he wasn't even charged with anything relating to sex trafficking. It is is preposterous that Mr. Brown says there's no evidence of sex trafficking. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Christian Bahena Rivera back in court today. His attorney's arguing for a new trial. Bahena Rivera was convicted of killing Molly Tibbetts, and his attorneys are presenting evidence they say shows he didn't kill Molly. In early June, we told you about the case of 20-year-old Molly Tibbetts, the University of Iowa student who was killed while out for a run in 2018. There was a trial and a conviction in late May. However, there is a new wrinkle in the case. I'm joined by Mario Rossi, digital executive producer at WOI in Des Moines, to tell us about what's been going on. And Mario, the the latest wrinkle has to do with the defense team coming forward with new evidence that they are presenting to potentially overturn the conviction of their client. Uh, Let's talk about, first of all, uh, the case uh, and and what happened back in 2018 and what happened to Molly Tibbetts. Yeah, so Molly Tibbetts is a 20-year-old University of Iowa student um, who grew up in a small town in Iowa, uh, uh, kind of midway between, you know, central Iowa and eastern Iowa. And she's a very happy person, very well thought of, uh, very friendly and she goes for um, a run in the summer of 2018. Um, in July, she is not heard from. She's not seen from, which raises you know a lot of concern for family and friends in the area. Um, and it's not until a month later that her body is found uh, in a cornfield in rural, rural Iowa. Uh, uh, the suspect, Christian Mahana Rivera, is charged. Uh, goes to trial with kind of the centerpiece of the trial being Molly's DNA being found in Bahena Rivera's car, as well as a conversation, uh, an interview he had with police uh, back in 2018, where he had admitted to following her in his car while she was running, while he was driving. He said he blacked out and then woke up to find her body in the car and uh, that he had put her body in this cornfield. So trial lasted a little over a week with the guilty conviction coming down on May 28th. All right. So he was convicted back in late May of this year, but he has not been sentenced yet. Is that correct? Correct. In Iowa, you have, um, in many cases, a pre-sentence kind of time frame where um, you might collect a pre-sentence investigation to kind of give to the judge as part of sentencing, you know, here's what we know, here's what happened. And um, why X sentence should be handed down. It also allows time for uh, victims or relatives or friends of the victims to prepare statements to be made to the court. So um, oftentimes you have a time between a verdict and when sentence is actually handed down. And, uh, you know, as of uh, July 29th, um, you know, a month after the verdict, sentencing has not actually happened yet. All right. So there's new evidence from the defense team. Tell us about what we know. 
Yes, and early earlier in July, um, Bahena Rivera's defense attorney filed a few different motions um, alleging new evidence, um, possible exculpatory evidence for their client, um, which all kind of centered around different investigations regarding you know sex trafficking or cr- criminal activity in the same area Molly's body was found. So um, the arguments being, if we had all of this information at trial, it would have resulted in a in a not guilty verdict instead of a guilty verdict. So of the many kind of filings that, that were put forth and, and argued in court, um, uh, uh, the general sense was there's other people involved. There's something else that should have been investigated here because the standard to to get a new trial is to present something that wasn't available at the time of trial. Almost this, well, we didn't know about it. This would have changed everything. Um, and so that's what their arguments um, with these new filings were, were all about, were trying to center it on, we did not have this information. We have it now. It points to somebody else. All right. So the defense team is talking about new evidence, these other investigations. Did any of that come to light at all during the original trial? It starts, yeah, it starts um, towards the end of the trial itself, um, as we find out through filings and through court hearings that, um, you know, a county jail inmate um, who is seeing the developments of the trial, hearing about this case, comes forward, you know, to, you know, the jail employees, the staff saying, hey, I have some information about this case um, in which that inmate tells, you know, others hey, this other person I was talking to said he was involved, not the guy that's on trial. So that's kind of how the defense hears about this potential new evidence, this potential other um, explanation to the crime. Um, So what's argued in court is whether or not what this inmate is saying is directly tied to this investigation, uh, the death of Molly Tibbetts, um, and ultimately if it is actually, if it would actually, you know, have an impact if introduced at trial. So this inmate, he testified in court, right? Did he clear up any of these questions that you're talking about? Where it gets tricky is, you know, the inmate testifies in court that he spoke with another inmate and that inmate, you know, confessed to details of the crime, said he was involved, said that it was about a, what he called a sex trafficking ring in the area. Um, from a legal standpoint, it comes down to um, if it's admissible and if it's relevant, because the inmates telling the court that he heard it from somebody else, that's not necessarily direct knowledge of something. That's him hearing it from somebody else. So then it's kind of back to the original point up to the investigative process of what this was this looked into? Did anybody bother to ask about this? Now, are, are you getting any benefit out of telling this story? No, I'm not. You're not getting your sentence reduced? No, I'm not. So, no matter what you say here today, you're still going to be out of prison in December? Correct. Nobody's offering you any money? No. No one's offering you any promises of uh, a shorter parole, are they? No. Uh, What's the culture like in prison for people who come forward and testify in open court? I have no idea. Is it good? Probably not, but I'd rather 
rather do the right thing? The defense claims, hey, all this information is out there. It requires more work. You know, it requires uh, the due diligence to investigate. Uh, while prosecutors are pretty adamant and maintain this through arguments and filings and in court that none of the possible investigations or possible criminal activity are tied to Molly's disappearance. Maybe there, you know, maybe there are um, things going on in the area, but there's not a direct tie or evidence that it ties to Molly's death. Um, and so the inmate testifying is, is maybe uh, certainly compelling to hear um, from the court's perspective, they have to weigh, if that's if that is enough, that inmates you know testimony of what he heard, um, or if there's actual evidence that points to what the inmate's saying to be true. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Mario, during this testimony uh, just last week, did the judge give any indication of what he's thinking, what he might decide? Certainly to be determined, what the judge was very clear on was that these arguments had to tie to Molly Tippett's death. You know, could there be other criminal activity happening in the same area? Is sex trafficking a thing in the area? Are these people involved? Maybe, maybe not, but the judge reiterated, it has to tie to this case, right? It, any of the arguments have to prove or have to be relevant um, to Molly Tibbetts' death. It, it can't be a vague raising suspicion of, you know, if this, then that. It has to be a, because we know this, it points or it proves, you know, Christian Maynard didn't do it. And so that's, that's very much what prosecutors have argued as well, that uh, bringing up other investigations, mentioning other people, uh, they, the state would has argued it's not relevant because you you can't you know cast aspersion on an entire area or even a topic such as sex trafficking and just kind of leave it without tying it to Molly's death. So that's ultimately what the question is: is the arguments that were made in the inmate's testimony does that actually connect something to Molly's death, or is it you know an inmate's testimony hearing it secondhand? and non-related topics, non-related issues, and, and non-related investigations. It ha- there has to be a clear connection made between you know, everything argued in court. Otherwise, it doesn't meet the requirements to grant someone a new trial. Mario, I know this has been such a high-profile case in your area and nationally and beyond. Uh, this information of new evidence and other investigations and potentially a, a change to the conviction uh, this has to be shocking to the family and anyone involved in this case. Yeah, I think what we've certainly heard and um, reported, you know, this is a, a family that's very, very rooted in Iowa, very rooted in the town of Brooklyn. Um, and there was so much, there was so much, you know, maybe relief is not the right word, but there was so much, uh, maybe a weight lifted following the guilty verdict, you know, and, and, more than a month after that verdict, we don't have a sentencing, right? So you have 
families that are maybe wanting to kind of express their thoughts in court, you know, with a victim impact statement, you have obviously just kind of the lingering feeling that it's not done yet, right? This is still going on. Um, and certainly you have, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in the community that, um, you know, felt, felt that, you know, the guilty verdict was going to be it. And now they have to kind of keep reliving um, this tragedy, you know, day in, day out until sentencing is actually handed down. It's no, no doubt been difficult for, for those that cared for Molly and, and those that knew her um, from Brooklyn, Iowa and, and from the surrounding cities. And finally, Mario, any sense on when we'll hear about a decision from the judge? It's going to be a written ruling. Um, that's about all we know. Um, so we won't necessarily reconvene in a courtroom. We'll get a notice that it's been filed online. I don't anticipate it will take, um, you know, a week plus. I think it would be a matter of days uh, because, you know, the judge ultimately is going to look at kind of that core question of is what the defense is saying tied and directly connected to Molly's death? All right. My thanks to Mario Rossi at WOI in Des Moines. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.